0: What's up, fools? This is your host, Lauren Leslie, with the Design Tribe Podcast, based out of beautiful Birmingham. This week's episode is a continuation of last week's episode, so if you missed it, you may want to go check out that episode first. I'm talking to Carmen Pitts. She is a South African Textile designer, her career or her degree was in textile design back in South Africa. However, she ended up in a more graphic design field and just now moved to the U.S. and has a ton of questions about now wanting to dive back into the textile design industry in a brand new country if you'd like to watch the video version of this episode um, then check out the youtube channel or the facebook group the design tribe um, at lauren leslie so uh, you can connect there but otherwise we will just dive back into this conversation
1: Okay, so then, um, the next question that I wanted to ask you was how do you market yourself? Like it, I, I gather it's online. I know you've got a fantastic website. Like, is there anywhere else that you market yourself on as a designer? Um, I know your agent does that for you now, but before they you- do
0: a little bit, they don't do a ton of marketing, but they do go to the trade shows. Yes. so that's probably, I would say the trade shows is going to be the most bang for your buck, yeah. um, in terms of just. Getting the right people to know who you are because okay. you want, obviously, to you know, the people that are going to buy your stuff to know who you are. Um, and then I mean, I do, a, I've been doing a lot of marketing. Um, and I don't, I don't know if this is if I would recommend it for everyone mm-hmm. at this point in time, but like I've, uh, I've made a huge effort on Instagram, I make a huge yes. effort on Pinterest. Um, I make. I mean, I do the podcast, I do these live calls, I do I I post the replays to my YouTube channel. So like if people are on YouTube, they can find me that way. Um I've recently started to post more to LinkedIn because it kind of dawned on me that hey, maybe the buyers are more on LinkedIn, so I need to be posting stuff there, maybe (laughs) rather than I don't know, Pinterest or Instagram. Um but I have had one person reach out to me because they found my stuff on Instagram and um ended up doing a licensing deal. So they're um, a small company, but I think that's going to be good. And, uh, yeah, so you definitely can get found on Instagram, but I have kind of a love hate relationship with Instagram because it's really hard to grow yeah. and get eyeballs on that platform.
1: Yeah. Without having your, your bought followers and all that nonsense. No, I get that. Um, and it takes a lot of time to actually set up your, your, um, posts and stuff like that too, and getting your, your product out there. Just right. I mean, um, I think uh, we started talking about agents and them going to a trade show and stuff like, um, I don't know if you're wanting or able to share, what are the costs involved with going through an agent? Like, are you, do you pay them? Um, You know, or is it just, can you explain that whole relationship?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, No, I don't have to pay the agent anything. Um, It literally is just a 50, 50,
1: Relationship,
0: they get the 50% on the royalty. And so I kind of like that situation because if I don't get paid, they don't get paid. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So, like, the only thing that you might have to pay for if you go the route of an agent is you might want to hire your own lawyer to review the contract um, before you sign with an agent just to make sure everything's good, everything's the way you want it. And you may want to negotiate some things. So, I have a family member who's a lawyer who uh, was kind enough to like look over the contract for me and he had a few pointers and uh we negotiated a few things but overall i mean it's a pretty it's a standard contract that they give out to every artist that they hire so some artists maybe will uh, try to change some things but it's it's pretty general for uh what they give out to all of their artists
1: when you sorry when you um When you started your relationship with your agent, did you basically give them just like your websites or your uh, online portfolio? I've got like a Behance portfolio, but it's Mm -hmm. purely graphics. I'm now held for leather trying to do a textile one and actually setting up an actual textile one. I've been out of the industry for like 15 years. So I'm like, okay, scramble textile portfolio. Here we go. Um, once you've got that, do you give them like a link to your portfolio? Do you have to, for them in order to go and sell your work, do you give them a hard copy of your portfolio or how does that work? How does that relationship work?
0: They don't need a hard copy only because, um, they don't really need, I mean, your designs are going to be going on a variety of products. They don't even know which ones. And so you really don't need a hard copy. Um, I happened to be in Las Vegas for a bachelorette weekend and there was a trade show, a licensing expo Mm -hmm. trade show that was the same week. So I ended up extending my trip um, so that I could attend this show and just kind of see, you know, I was there anyway. So I was like, I'm going to just see like if any artists are exhibiting at this show, do I need to exhibit at this show? Like who can I talk to? Who can I meet? And so what i Discovered was that not many artists were exhibiting at this show, but there were a lot of agents and agencies okay. ex- exhibiting at this show. So I went around, I had my iPad and I had my portfolio just as a PDF on my yeah. iPad. And I went around and introduced myself to a bunch of different agencies. Um, and so that was really kind of, I was kind of lucky to be able to do that because I was able to meet them in person, face to face, kind of see who I liked the best, who responded really well to my work, yeah. and that kind of thing a few of the agents were like, um, Oh, we'll just go apply on our website. And like, they sort of, I mean, they were super busy, but you know, it was kind of like, Oh, well, I'm here. Like I could come back on like the slow day, you know, at the end of the show. But, um, but you definitely can apply on agents websites. Um, And so I think from there, they'll kind of decide if they want to work Mm -hmm. with you or not. And then you know, you might have a few agents contact you back, and then you kind of have to talk to them and figure out who will be the best fit for each other. These agencies
1: that you're talking about, Lauren, are they um, are they specifically to the textile industry, or are they representing just different kinds of uh, artists for different kinds of brands? Um, um, or I think some kinds of
0: them. I think some of them work differently. The agent that I ended up going with, they actually sell a lot of wall art as well, which is kind of yeah. random, but. But I think they do different industries. Um, Not all of them are going to sell wall art, but that's another avenue that. uh, Oh yeah, I
1: know wallpaper. I actually interviewed for a job at a company called Walls Need Love a couple Uh months ago. Uh It wasn't um, for actually designing the wallpaper. It was more sort of designing and managing what they had online. Um, so your mock-ups and taking the existing artwork and putting it into a room. So to, you know, your mock-up type environment to show, showcase the product. I was like, "Mm, no, not really. Anyhow, it wasn't a good fit from both sides. But, um, what I wanted to ask you is how does one go about finding an agent? I mean, again, it's the same thing like finding the clients. Do you just go on and search for agents for surface design or?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I ended up finding a lot of the agencies that I wanted to contact anyway, just because um, I follow a lot of artists on Instagram and a lot of them will put in their bio, like represented by so-and-so. And so that's one good way to kind of see if you like a certain style or a certain artwork, you might say, oh, well, then this is kind of similar to me or like what I want to do. So maybe this agent would be a good fit for me. Um, and you, you know, like I said, I happened to be at the Las Vegas show, so I was able to just kind of walk around to all the booths and introduce myself to all the agents that were there. Um, yeah. but you could do that probably really at any show. Um, yeah. you, I mean, if you wanted to do it that way, you could probably go to Atlanta or wherever it was probably, Atlanta is probably the closest one for you. Um, but yeah. you know, you don't have to do it that way. You could just do some research online and yeah, you could try to Google, uh, Agencies representing textile designers or surface pattern mm. designers, and I'm sure some will come up and just up up. Look yeah. at artists that you appreciate and they'll they may uh, say it on their website or their Instagram bio or something like that
1: Cool. okay, um, I think and then, um, so what I, the other one? I wanted to ask you about was sort of uh, you did touch on it with your um, your when you did your agency podcast was um, you know your expenses um, uh making capital you said that you know you haven't sort of matched what you were making in a career yet and i'm totally understand you know understanding that it's going to take a while to be an established surface designer and stuff like that and um what could you share on sort of like the realities of that like you know time timeline like you know, how long has it taken you to sort of establish yourself? What expenses have you sort of pinpointed that are big, you know, costs that have sort of where you've gone like, whoa, I was not expecting that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so if you're wanting to get into licensing, so again, it's like different, there's different Mm -hmm. avenues, right? Like obviously if you get a job with a company, you're going to be paid right away, um, which is kind of what I recommend. Although you've worked at as as a graphic designer for a while, so I wouldn't necessarily recommend that to you. But um, if you've never worked for a textile design company, um, and don't have a degree in textile design, then I think you definitely need to try to do that first, just because, Mm. you know, if you're, I don't know, an art major like I was, and then all Mm. of a sudden you want to license surface pattern designs, like you're going to have a really hard time, I think, just because you don't know the industry, you don't know what Mm. to expect, you don't know, you don't, your style probably isn't even developed well enough to be commercial, um, and so, you know, there's that, which obviously you get paid right away. Freelance is the same thing, but you are trading dollars for hours. So you may be doing what you love. You may be getting to draw patterns all day, but you are trading dollars for hours. And again, I think it's really difficult to get into freelancing if you don't know people. Yes, Um, The people that have approached me for freelance projects is because we already knew each other from Mm -hmm. one of my previous jobs. Um, I worked at two different textile design companies back in Atlanta. So
1: I also find that people, when when you do freelance, they expect you to do it for peanuts, you know, that's the other problem, so you kind of give them your hourly rate and they're like, whoa, you know, I'm not wanting to buy a Mona Lisa here, I'm wanting to buy a little doodle that I can repeat, and I'm like, yes, but that's my hourly rate, and, you know. Mm -hmm. I think that's also like a a hard thing to tackle when you are freelancing. That's why I'm, I'm looking at this whole licensing thing and possibly an agent thing, but I think I can only really give it the time that it warrants looking into that. Once I've established my portfolio properly.
0: Yeah. And I think it depends on who your clients are when you are freelancing. If you're working for a bigger company, they're going to have a budget for that and they're probably going to pay their designers sort of a similar rate. And so Maybe it's a little bit less than you were wanting, but like if it's market rate, then you kind of have to accept that. Um, yeah. But if it's a smaller company that just like saw some of your designs on Instagram, then sometimes they don't have an understanding of what it costs to hire like a professional designer. Um, and maybe they're used to just like working with some people on Upwork or whatever, but you're, you're probably not going to get the same quality, right? But they might not understand that. Um, I've ha- I've had the same thing happen in licensing where some people have approached me on Instagram they wanted to like buy out my designs which by the copyright which now that I'm doing licensing I'm like all right like I would be willing to do that but this is what I charge people at blueprint you know these were my prices at blueprint so I'm going to charge you the same prices and they have no concept and no understanding and they're also not open to just licensing my designs um, for a much lower rate or for a much lower
1: cost um, did, it cost you, did you have to get a lawyer to help you with your licensing? like, Or does your agency do that for you? No, they do all the contracts
0: um, once. Yeah, they do all the contracts after I'm signed with them. So the okay. only contract I had to really get my lawyer to review was yep. the contract with my agent. And then there were a couple of contracts I got from Blueprint yeah. that um i just sent to my family and like everyone looked over it and they were like oh yeah like that sounds fine
1: yeah um so it didn't really actually cost you anything to license a design it's just a standard blanket that you like a contract that you've got with clients that purchase your designs already right 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 Then okay. mm-hmm. the other thing that i just wanted to say is like um uh, number Ten was are there any legal or tax requirements to setting up your own um, your, what you do or textile freelance or licensing? Is there anything that you as a designer are because I think these are a lot of hidden costs like people don 't realize like once you can 't just do it and people give you money and that 's it like um, the one thing that i 've been painfully aware, having come into this country uh, on a green card and looking at um you know you get scrutinized by the irs i think it is and stuff like that and i'm like whoa okay (laughs) very different to how we set up freelancing and working for yourself and stuff in south africa there are apparently a whole bunch of things that you need to look at so i don't know what your experience has been like with any of that
0: um i can only yeah i can only really speak as a u.s citizen but um it i'm doing that by the way <laughs> oh good good great <laughs> that's awesome i'm trying to get my mother-in-law too as well she's lived here for like at least 30 something years probably almost 40 years and she's yeah. not a citizen <laughs> no, I'm I, like, come three, on we need your vote
1: <laughs> three your years vote. three years and uh, i think it's five years if you just come in here generally on a on a on a green card but if you're married to american which i am <laughs> three years. And I'm like, all right, doing this. I actually had, strangely enough, a really horrible experience with, when looking for permanent employment as a graphic designer. I had a woman put the phone down on me the minute she found out that I wasn't a US citizen. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. So there's like the, the minute they hear me, they're obviously like, well, you're definitely not from here. How are you here? And I kind of was in the throes of explaining to her that I had a green card and that I was allowed to work and she put the phone down on me. So that's just rude. <laughs> anyhow, um, I mean the only thing that I wanted to ask you was is um is there like a threshold where you where you start paying taxes? Are you paying taxes like on a design by design basis or is that something that your agency deals with?
0: Um the agency does not do taxes for me. Um, however they probably let's see. With the same I'm still new with working with the agent, so I'm not. I haven't done taxes with having an agent yet, mm-hmm. but um, I'm pretty sure I'm responsible for my own taxes. Yes. Um, but it's not like design per design. It's more like okay, this was my total yeah. income for the year okay. versus my expenses, and so like if I'm not profitable yet, then I'm not mm-hmm. really going to owe any taxes. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, it does. so. And- mean, setting up your studio and stuff like that, do you write off certain things to tax as well? You know, like your usage. I mean, because these are all things that if you're having this business, is that like part of like your LLC that you're allowed to now be able to write certain things off? Yeah, I can write off. I write off anything that I buy for
0: my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can write off like a percentage of my house because I work yeah. out of my house. So like the little area that I work out of, I can write that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can do something with that. Yeah. Um, something with my cell phone. Cause I use it for work. Um, so there's like a percentage of that I can write off. But other than that, I don't, It just takes too much time yeah. to like keep track of things. Like I'm too busy for that. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, anything I buy for my business, I try to keep track of and write yeah. that off.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. And then, I mean, that leads into the, uh, my next question, which was, do you need an LLC or, you know, is it something that you just, set up to protect yourself or? um, I think it's good to have only
0: because in the like rare case that you would ever get sued. um, And I'm not a, you know, I'm not a lawyer. So like I can't give legal advice technically, but like.
1: Your experience. From my
0: understanding is that if, if someone sued you because let's say your design somehow looked too similar to someone else's design, Mm -hmm. even if you didn't copy, it it could be like you used the same inspiration or there was a collective consciousness, things like that do happen. Um, And so if someone tried to sue you, then they can't go after any of your personal things like your house or your retirement account or whatever it is. Um, They can only go after your LLC.
1: Did it, did it cost you to set up your LLC or did, was it just literally, again, something that you did through a lawyer? Oh, I didn't even use a lawyer.
0: You can just do it online. <laughs> the IRS will give you a, a EIN number. Yeah. So it's just like a tax ID. Um, okay. It's really easy. I think it costs like maybe $50.
1: Okay, if- cool. So mm-hmm. definitely, as, as a, once you're established and you've got everything set up, it's something that is a definite thing to look into as a designer. I mean, that's my biggest fear is going on here because you get so much inspiration from all these people on social media. And you think one night you've dreamed up this wonderful design. Meanwhile, it's in your subconscious, like very similar. And that's like my biggest fear as a designer is being like, Hey, you copying my stuff. Um,
0: yeah, it's kind of funny. I've seen some designers that I absolutely love and that I follow and they've, been mad because they felt like someone was copying them, and they show this other person's design. And I'm like, yeah. oh, like I think that's different enough,
1: actually. Yes. Um, well, the law in South Africa is 30% that you've got to change design, and the only reason why I know this is because I had previous employments actually coming up to me saying, "Here's a design, copy it and change it 30%."
0: Oh yeah, we totally had that going on here as well. Yeah. Um, but I think that honestly, like, if people are ripping quote unquote ripping you off or using you for inspiration and like yeah. that's just a compliment and like it's going to happen and like you need to yeah. be focused on creating the next thing, not yes. focused on like what you did in the past. Um, and so I get that it's frustrating, but like, honestly, that's just a part of being a designer. It's kind of like, if you want to be a famous actor, like the paparazzi is going
1: to follow you. Like, sorry, (laughs) like that's just part of the gig. Protect your designs online. I mean, obviously you don't put your entire portfolio up online for everybody to see. I mean, that's, that's, you know, you select designs that you put up. Do you watermark your designs? Do you keep them at a lower res? Because um, mm-hmm. we've had people in the past like going onto portfolios like on Behance, like especially some of the Chinese market, they'll go and trawl, pull off a couple designs and literally go into Illustrator and trace it. I mean, I've heard of stuff like that happening. I mean, like how do you protect yourself as a designer like that? I mean, do you or what's your advice there?
0: It's something that honestly, I'm not too... Overly worried about maybe just because it hasn't happened to me yet. I don't know. Um, I I mean I do use low res images that I put online, yeah. so there's that. And I always put my website and my logo on every design that I post, yeah. and that's more for the reason that um, you know if a buyer were to see something that I did on Pinterest and they mm-hmm. saw it, maybe maybe they clicked through and saw my profile, but they didn't take the time to write down my name. You yeah. Know, maybe they just pulled the image then later on they can say oh like this is by lauren pool like now i'm going to contact her and maybe she can license this design to me now some of the designs i do put on pinterest i also put like contact for licensing just because i do think that if you put that little extra step and i i kind of go back and forth on that like are people not going to share it because they have it has this annoying like thing in the middle you know on it but i do think it i think that people hesitate when you say like this is copyrighted Lauren, mm-hmm. Lauren Leslie Studio LLC, um, please contact for licensing. I do think that people hesitate when they see something like that. And like, they mm-hmm. might be a little bit more careful than to just like knock it off. But ultimately, like people are going to use your designs yeah. for inspiration yeah. if your designs are good. And so I don't think that's a bad vote to be in. I would rather be kind of at the yeah. top of the food chain, if you will, <laughs> and
1: like
0: you know, I'd rather <laughs> people be ripping me off than me not being able to like sell or be a successful
1: designer. I so. don't agree with you. Um, okay, so then one of the last, uh, like just something quick, like if you could map something out for somebody, like step by step, like you know, obviously starting with a high, I want to be a surface designer to where you are now, what is sort of a loose time frame or, or step by step sort of thing that you would set up if you could? Shay,
0: yeah, sure. Um, I think that it's probably just going to depend on how quickly someone is able to work and how much time outside of maybe their regular job that they want to, or being a mom like you are, or something like that, that they're able to <laughs> devote to, you know, developing their own portfolio. Um, because I was working as a textile designer before, I was a little bit scared to start d- developing my own patterns for licensing while I was still working at the company, just because I didn't want there to be any confusion on who owned yeah. what, even if I was doing it on my own time. Um, and now that I'm outside of that, I don't know if that was necessarily the right decision. I mean, I definitely had my reasons for doing that and understand why um, I did it. Um, but I also, I don't know, it took a lot of time to develop a, another portfolio or like the collection yeah. I was taking a Blueprint, right? So if I had already kind of had a head start on that, um, that would have been really beneficial. Mm -hmm. so that might be the first thing that if if you're not worried about the company that you now work for and you haven't signed a contract that says that they pretty much own everything that you create then I would start developing your own patterns Um, trade
1: I think I've dealt with a couple of those it's you know and and they sometimes they sometimes go for like two years after you've left the company
0: that's crazy yeah that's like Yeah. yeah I mean Okay, because right. I mean,
1: somebody like me, so my my steps where I see myself now, I mean, I feel like I'm starting on a clean slate because whatever textiles, I, I had a portfolio and I think whatever portfolio I did have kind of 15 years ago is no longer relevant to what we've got now. So I'm thinking right. like, first step, establish your design style, maybe fiddle around with that and then develop your portfolio put your portfolio online, like a company like Behance or, you know, on your own personal website or both more exposure. And then I'm thinking like from there, is it, um, contact possibly agents or go to trade shows, then possibly set up an LLC. And then, you know what I mean? Like I, like, this is sort of like the order of things that I'm thinking. And would you agree with that? Like, is yeah, that? Yeah,
0: definitely. I think you can set up an LLC probably before you go to um, a trade agent. show or start reaching out to agents only because I, like, when I signed with my agent, I signed it as my LLC, okay, not under my personal name. So okay. I think Thank I would you. do that first. And then you can start writing things off as well, um, whatever you need to buy, like, if you need to buy equipment or new map. Know paints or yeah
1: anything. <laughs> um did you did you register your company um while we're talking about LLC or is that is does that fall under an LLC? Like did you register Lauren pool Studios or I mean is it something that you have to do? Because I mean I've got a company name, Sumoy Designs, but I mean I don't like that's something that I brought through from South Africa. Um, mm-hmm. Samoy is actually my second language which means so beautiful. Oh, so pretty. So um, can I take that now and I register my LLC under Sumoy Designs or do I have to register the business and then
0: do an LLC? Uh, The LLC is your business. So so. when when you go to find an LLC, I think the uh, database will tell you whether or not that name is already taken. Available,
1: Yeah. yeah. So it's not a CC or ltd or what's it no none of that
0: like a corporation or yeah i'm so
1: lost with all this not my
0: wheelhouse i think llc like sole proprietor all that stuff llc is the best one for a small business or an independent designer
1: okay um and then last one is um what three things have you found to be invaluable in becoming an established uh designer (laughs) Like what uh, is the three things that you're like, I cannot live without, this is like my, you know? Yeah.
0: So, um, I could talk about several things, but <laughs> <laughs> I think that really uh, mindset and patience is probably, I know that sounds like sort of a, a stupid answer, but mm-hmm. it is, it can be like very mentally challenging because you're just so hard on yourself and yeah. like, I'm not a person that's like ever been afraid of hard work. Like I have, you know, you know, my mom was very like complimentary of me always. And like, she's my biggest fan. So like, I I think I have enough self-confidence, you know, you know, in general, but um, you know, when you're really waiting on getting in those royalties, when you're doing art Mm -hmm. licensing specifically um, that can really be a battlefield because you feel like you're worthless. You feel like your art Mm -hmm. sucks. Like I was like crying this weekend literally because I was like, maybe I'm just a failure at this, you know, <laughs> like, but it's not true. Mm. Like I have contracts in place. It's just like mm. I contacted uh, the fabric company that I have uh, a collection, a Christmas collection coming out with. And I was like, well, like it's Christmas time. Like have it, has anything, Where it? Is it? and they were like, um, oh, like the fabric stores actually don't buy Christmas until this summer. And I was like, oh, so like I'm waiting <laughs> till this summer to get those, you know, to start getting my yeah. royal." And like, I might get a little bit of online sales before that, but like so far it's nothing. So, um, and I also talked to my agent and like, um, I have like the one deal that I got from Instagram. Um, but that was pretty recently. And then she's, you know, she's been reaching out to a lot of clients, but, um, she hasn't gotten landed me any deals yet, but there are the three trade shows coming up. Mm. Las Vegas and Atlanta in January and then Surtex in February. Mm. So she's feeling really confident about those shows that I'm actually going to get some deals. But like, I'm like, hey, like I signed with you guys. (laughs) Like where, you know, where are the contracts?
1: Where are my deals? A lot of designers don't realize, or people who have come into the surface industry that haven't been in textiles, they don't realize that there is like a year cycle where everything goes through. Um, I mean, much like your fashion industry, they're already planning And the interior cycle is a lot slower even. And as you filter down into the different categories, I mean, when you start working for the, I mean, you get your fashion, which is your forefront, then your interior, and then you get everything else that sort of like follows along. And your turnover time for that is a lot slower. I don't think people realize that. So patience, I agree with you. Yeah. And
0: And I knew uh, that because I have worked in textiles, but it was still like to actually live it, you're, I mean, you do get really impatient. You're like, okay, like it's Christmas time. Like I want to be able to like splurge a little bit. (laughs) And you're like, all right. Um, But anyway, yeah. So I would say patience, definitely um, in mindset, you know, just kind of, I don't know. I think sometimes it's nice to listen to um, some of the NPR podcasts. Uh, What's the one about entrepreneurship? Um, I listened to one recently that was about the guy who Invented Shopify, and yes. I think that he lived in his in-laws' basement for like almost <laughs> ten years. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't feel as much like a failure because this guy like <laughs> was not uh, making an income for a very long time. Yeah, um, but it's I'm not lovely. trying to do anything like that. It's like I'm just want a
1: design business, you know? <laughs> My whole thing is when my husband comes home at night and I see he's slogged his guts out at work, he's exhausted and I'm like, here I am sitting in my home, drinking my tea <laughs> and you're working, you know, and I'm going, Well, I'm a lady of luxury and I'm kind of, you know, really wanting to be able to contribute and live the American dream and I'm not helping pay for it. So <laughs> but I think the 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 definitely the patience I'm very well aware that it's gonna take at least a year or two after. I mean, I'm looking at blocking out like six months for just my portfolio setup, you know, and Mm -hmm. really digging into designs that I feel are something that would benefit the American market. And yeah, so... I think that's great. Um,
0: So, okay, so that would probably be the first thing would be patience and mindset. What else Mm -hmm. do I find invaluable? Um, I think also maybe trying to avoid like perfectionism or uh, like kind of being like a little bit too, I mean, you definitely want to feel good about your portfolio. Right. But I think there's kind of this happy medium between, um, you know, doing something that you're proud of and like, then like being afraid to release it or to show anyone. Um, so sometimes you just have to put it out there and then say, Hey, I'm open to feedback. Like, and some people might say, Oh, well, that's a little too trendy or that's a little bit too this or too sweet or too, whatever and then you you have to just be open to that and be okay cool um criticism
1: yeah yeah do you do do that on your web on your facebook page at all like ask people to skill share or to uh design share um and then like critique on your facebook page at all
0: i definitely do in my master class so i have a master class called textile star where i really encourage the students to uh, feedback, give feedback on each other's work. Um, and I tried to do the same. Um, and in, in the design tribe Facebook group, I try to do that as well. Um, I do, I did last year host an art style challenge, um, yeah. for the summer. And so it's an evergreen challenge. Anyone can sign up at any time, but, um, I tried to be really active over the summer and giving people feedback for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's a little bit of a, you don't want to discourage people yeah especially when you're not able to like see their face or talk to them in person um so you just have to be careful about the feedback that you are giving if it's yes. in a setting like that um but
1: there are a couple of closed groups that i've actually stumbled across um in my wandering meandering research that i've done that actually do offer that that's really cool um i think um because i'm looking for a type of Um, like you say, um, input on what is relevant here, as well as like, you know, sort of a mentorship uh, critiquing sort of type environments where you've got your peers that are looking at your work and going, yes, it's relevant. No, it's not. Or what if you did X, Y, or Z? Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, Victoria Johnson also has some really good courses uh, for that, that kind of thing. Uh, She has one called Create Christmas, another one is Explore Florals, and another one is Create Collections, Um, which I haven't done her Create Collections course, but I'd like to do it at some point. Um, But yeah, I think those kind of smaller classes where people are actually, I think part of the problem with the art style challenge I did this past summer is that it was just a free challenge, so people Mm -hmm. weren't as invested and like they didn't take it as seriously. It was just kind of like a fun thing to do if they had time. Mm Um, but I think when someone actually like pays for a class, they're more like, okay, yes, yes, I'm doing this. And like, I'm actually going to pay attention and like give Mm -hmm. people real feedback. And I just think they take it more seriously. So I'm considering this year, maybe doing like an art style class as opposed to like a free challenge. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure what I'm going to do this year, but I want to do something (laughs) to encourage people to, you know, kind of post and like share and give. That kind of feedback, because especially when you're working by yourself, um, if you're at a company, it's like you have the design team, you have your art director and your boss. And like that has helped me so much in the past, which is another reason why, like if you're younger and you've never worked at a company, like I highly recommend just getting that feedback from your art Mm -hmm. director because your eye is going to develop so much better. Um, Mm -hmm. My eye is so much stronger now than it was, Mm -hmm. you know, before I worked with my previous art directors.
1: Okay, then the last one, if you can think of one. (laughs) Yeah, okay,
0: what are the three things? Um, So in terms of, let's see. In terms of equipment, I I struggled a lot with whether I should maybe buy like a Cintiq versus an iPad Pro. Um, And so I am really attached to my iPad Pro now. And if I had to choose just one, I would probably choose the iPad Pro, um, yeah. but, but I don't know. I think it's, I think the technology is changing so fast. Um, mm. I love my Cintiq, but I don't draw on it as much as I draw on my iPad, iPad Pro. Pro. Yeah. And it's funny because I used to be very much an illustrator girl. Like I used Adobe yes. Illustrator way more than Photoshop. But now that I'm using my iPad Pro, um, I'm starting to use Photoshop more just because it's, it's, Procreate is a raster. Yes. Based um, app. However, I think that because it's been so popular, I think that maybe some vector apps will start to gain traction, more traction. There are a few that are pretty good, but um, I don't know. I think that they'll start to have more functionality and more. I'm excited to kind of see what's going to come on iPad.
1: yeah I'm still stuck with my Wacom tablets with my Illustrator, and that's <laughs> sort of where I'm at still. Because, um, I mean, those are the tools yeah. of the trade as a graphic designer, and I haven't been able to experience the looseness and the freedom of doing um an ipad pro yet good christmas idea
0: (laughs) yeah that is um yeah i definitely worked on the wacom tablet for the first eight years that Mm -hmm. i was a textile designer so you definitely can do it that way but i do think my style has shifted a little bit since it's kind of changing like with the apple pencil like you said you can just be looser and kind of Mm -hmm. like sketch
1: first and then I've seen that on that's I've seen so many people using like uh, procreate and even just if you look at like the people that do typography or um, um, you know, that, that kind of like your stylized
0: um, hand lettering. Yeah. Oh. I have not allowed myself to like watch any Skillshare classes on hand <laughs> lettering. Cause I'm like, that is another rabbit hole that I don't. Yes. That.
1: <laughs> yes. No, I, I try to avoid that. But I mean, even just looking at people who create mandalas, there's like a really great tool in procreate that allows you to do just a section of the mandala. And as you're drawing it out, it sort of like connects everything up and creates this beautiful. And I'm like, Dude, that takes me like four hours to do and here you're doing it in like five seconds. It frustrates me, but I'm very excited to try something like that. I've been eyeing that out for quite a while, so I'm glad to hear that it's something that you're definitely um, a champion for. Um, I'm uh, hoping that maybe that might be either next birthday present or Christmas present. (laughs) Content for... Husband, listening? Yes, yes, husband, please watch. (laughs) 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 I cost him too much money. (laughs) Shame. Um, Yeah, Lauren, thank you so much. I think you've really given me quite a bit of direction for a lot of things. um, A lot to chew over and think about. Um, I I was a little bit sort of wishy-washy about a whole LLC, and I definitely think you've given me a lot of clarity on that. So I'm really glad, and I'm very, very, very grateful. Of course. yeah, it was so
0: nice chatting with you and talking to you and
1: I'm glad it could help. Um,
0: and yeah, I'm so glad you're in the Facebook group and we should definitely stay connected and I'd love to like Please. hear an
1: update, you know, maybe six months from now, a year from now and see where absolutely, you're at. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love, I'm, I'm very big into mentoring and stuff like that. So I love passing knowledge on and things like that. I mean, I worked in two textile studios where I was a senior textile designer and um, I love mentoring and helping people and, you know, doing like the critique, like you say, having that person that helps you with refining your style and refining your design that fits the requirements of the client. I thoroughly enjoy that interpreting process. So um, yeah, I mean, I've, I, I look for that from other people, irrelevant of whether they're younger than me or they've only been in the game. I just believe that many heads makes lighter work as well. So Um, yeah I don't know if any of your other friends like people that are on your page and stuff like that if they ever wanted to ask me a question about something to do because you've got all this ridiculous amount of four years of knowledge from textile design (laughs) I'm happy to share I enjoy skill sharing as well so yes Um,
0: is there anywhere that you want people to maybe find you online uh, or they can follow maybe your designs or patterns or if you're not ready yet that's okay as well but so, I just wanted to let you throw that out there. If you have like an Instagram or a website or any, or so your I do
1: Facebook have, account. I've got two Instagrams account. My personal one, which is just Common Pets at Instagram, it is an open account, and I do lots of crazy crap with my kids. So it's okay. <laughs> a bit more of a mommy page. Um, but then I do have my Sua Moy Designs uh, Instagram accounts, which is S O M O O I Designs, and that's on Instagram. And I'm not as active yet on there. Um, I will be though. I think what I'm going to be doing is showing a lot of my portfolio building uh, process and my design process from a textile perspective there. Um, but yeah, I think for for the most part, I mean, I've got, like I said, a Behance uh, it's all graphics currently and i think what if people are interested in following um, my journey in establishing establishing myself as a textile designer in the u.s that would probably be the best place to find me i mean all my accounts are interlinked so yeah thanks lauren i appreciate that of course of course awesome i think
0: we're ready to sign off but it was so wonderful talking to you and meeting you online and we'll catch up uh in six months to a year
1: Yes. Thanks, Lauren. Have a All great right. time. Merry Bye, Christmas, the way. Yeah.
0: Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Design Tribe podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. Here comes the part where I need to ask you for a little favor. Help a sister out. Next time you're in iTunes, please leave a rating and a review. Seriously please? It only takes a few seconds and it would quite literally make my day. For real, it helps this podcast get found so that other awesome people like you can join the dialogue and connect with each other. And as a quick reminder, you can watch the video version of most podcast episodes too. To get notifications, head over to laurenleslie.com slash webinar dash series. And remember that Leslie is spelled with an E-Y. Or check out the Design Tribe Facebook group where I'll be streaming on Facebook Live as well. Have a great day, a great attitude, and a great life. Talk soon.